Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rockets, 532, and Pearl Jam on Rock 102. So you got Celtics versus Bucks, and you got Roe versus Wade to talk about today. <laughs> the, a lot of waiting today. A lot the, of waiting. The uh, comedians on late night TV last night kind of struggling with how to embrace the Supreme Court decision coming up. We're just going to take a different tack and let an expert talk about this thing a little bit later on, right? Yeah, he's uh, he's seen lots of political careers, uh, you know, suffer the same fate. Okay. Over the years, yeah. uh, political consultant Tony Consignoli will be on the phone with us after eight o'clock to talk all about the Roe v. Wade decision. So, save up your questions for that. <laughs> the rest of the show will be as usual, except Bax is still out. Well, there you go. And uh, Hollywood Trash coming up. It's 533 at Rock 102. The CCR on Rock 102 with the back Stephen Day. Back still out with a little bit of an illness. We expect he'll be back tomorrow. And, well, he's missing the rain today. Highs of about 60. Rain showers for the next few hours, actually. Tomorrow we may hit 70. Uh, Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump. Uh, Aqua Pump is an expert on all water supply systems from the well, through the pump, and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. The uh, the judge presiding over Johnny Depp's $50 million defamation lawsuit rejected Amber Heard's motion to toss out the case. Penny Arzgarte uh, said that the sufficient evidence had been presented by Depp's lawyers to the case ongoing. Uh, Heard's motion to strike is almost a formality after plaintiffs wrap up their case, and it was expected that Azakaite uh, would reject such an effort. She's, uh, oh, let's get this thing thrown out now. Uh, hey. Well, let's get this thing thrown out because we can't pronounce her name. I don't want to even try either. Well, it's not even just about <laughs> the name change. It's like, uh, lady, uh, all this evidence is damning against you. We're not throwing any of this out. Yeah, she's uh, she's definitely the guilty party in this thing. Uh, Depp, of course, had sued his ex-wife over a 2018 Washington Post op-ed headlined, I spoke up against sexual violence and faced our culture's wrath. This has to change. Heard wrote that two years ago. Uh, I became a public figure representing domestic abuse, and I felt the full force of our culture's wrath for women who speak out. Mm. And here we are finding out the truth that she was the one all along yes. that was uh, making the mistakes. And that her name should be changed full-time to Amber Turd. That's true. After this whole thing. Amber Turd. Uh, new details of Jared Padalecki's car accident from a few weeks ago emerged. He was a passenger in a Tesla that took a turn too quick, went over a retaining wall, hit a pole head first, then spun out. Mm-hmm. He's doing okay and is on the mend, though. Well, how about... But how about Tesla's stock? I don't think that's doing so well right now. No, I don't think uh, Tesla's stock doing that great. Right, because uh, uh, not only is Tesla having problems with cars, but Elon Musk is being criticized for Twitter, and uh, it's a mess. Well, uh, when you start dominating all sources of everything, right? uh, people tend to get a little pissed off about that. Yeah, and not only that, you can not You can only multitask so far, I think, as we've come to know in real life. I mean, you know, yeah, buy Twitter, run Tesla, fly into outer space, maybe buy Facebook. That's his next goal. Uh, stop already. You're turning into Dr. Evil. Uh, Kim Kardashian couldn't fit in, uh, Marilyn Monroe's sparkly dress over her booty, so the back was left partially open, and she used a fur coat to cover it. Mm. After the red carpet, she immediately changed it into a replica. A replica. 
because she, she couldn't fit herself into the dress. I had a uh, significant other one time who was wearing a fur coat into uh, Wegman's Grocery Store. Yeah. Iconic store in yep. New York State. And somebody threatened to throw some, like, red tomato sauce all over her. I mean, these days, does anybody wear fur coats anymore? I think uh, the very old elite. Yeah. You know, like the elderly elite. Right. Uh, going to the Met Gala, you know, for some <laughs> sort of some sort of reception. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. To celebrate Star Wars Day, because today is Star Wars Day. May the fourth be with you. Yeah. I, yeah. Enough yeah. of that. Come on. Yeah. Mentalfloss.com put together a list of facts from the franchise. This includes George Lucas using a real life World War II aerial battle aerial battle footage for the space battles. Okay. Uh, Yoda's first name used to be Buffy, <laughs> and Benicio del Toro was originally going to be Darth Maul. I couldn't see that. Benicio Del Toro has the biggest bags under his eyes of any Hollywood actor I've ever seen. Wasn't he the one in The Usual Suspects that couldn't talk very yeah. well? Like, yeah. Like, mumble. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, can you imagine Darth Maul being a... I don't know enough about Star Wars to even know whether that would be a thing or not, Steve. I'm not a Star Wars fan. I didn't like Star Wars. I know people will hate me because of that. No, I'm with you on that one. I never really got into that whole Star Wars thing. Anything anything fantasy like that. I just don't like it. I didn't get into it until it came out, like, for the second time in the 90s. 1999, I believe it was, Mm -hmm. when they came out with that second set of stories. Right. Uh, I went to the movie theater at midnight with a bunch of friends to watch that movie. Yep. And you could hear the other theaters cheering when that Lucasfilm Limited sign came across the thing. Right. But it was out of sync. Right. So you could hear this theater screaming next to you and then the th- theater on the other side, but ours wasn't quite ready yet. I I couldn't... I did that because I was dating a girl at the time, <laughs> yes. and I thought that was going to be a cool thing. I could have cared less to be there. And how did the date go? Uh, well, it was a relationship, and uh, it ended poorly anyway, so right, it really so didn't matter. There you go. Don't, uh, don't do that kind of thing just to please no. a woman. Uh, Ed Sheeran teamed up with a Ukrainian singer for a remix of his song, Two Step. The singer is currently serving as a soldier in the Ukrainian army, so he filmed scenes for the music video using a GoPro while on patrol. Well, look at that. You're using the using the modern technology with Ed Sheeran here. Never used a GoPro before. You? I, yeah, I have. I actually yeah. used one under the water. Uh, oh, yeah. I hear that's pretty cool, yeah, We went snorkeling yeah. in Aruba, mm-hmm. and we had to, we got a picture of the shipwreck, which was pretty neat. Sweet. And it came out good on the GoPro. Yeah, it actually came out really well. Because mm-hmm. uh, you, 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 you can't see. There was no viewfinder on it. This is when they first came out right? with them. And so that you couldn't see what you were getting. So you just like, so you were just randomly yeah. uh, holding the stick out and getting it. And yeah. actually got some pretty cool shots. All right. The uh, Judds were inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame on Sunday, the day after uh, Naomi passed away. Her daughter, Winona, said her heart is broken but promised to continue singing, which is what her mom would have wanted. Ashley told the crowd that their affection is what kept her mom going. Still a sad story. You know, they were uh, they were pretty good at the height of their career. They were huge. You know, Nobody bigger than the Judds. Uh, Cardi B is tired of criticizing her every move, people of criticizing her every move on social media. She says, quote, I feel like a god cursed me with fame. I don't understand how I get in trouble. I'm a celebrity that always will be in the principal's office. Who is that again? Cardi B. 
Yeah, in case you didn't pick it up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We will hear from her later, by the way, and just hear this. And if you think that Steve's impression was good, wait till you hear her actually talking about this. She does kind of sound like that, doesn't she? Yes, she does. In fact, we can do sort of a side-by-side comparison of the real Cardi B versus Steve's Cardi B a little bit later on. Yeah, there or you go. Or if you're hearing this for the first time, you already heard it earlier in the show. We can do both. Mm-hmm. And that is your Hollywood Trash on Rock 102. I am. 6 a.m. and 7 a.m. It is 6.02 on Rock 102. We'll have rain for the next few hours in the area. Highs of about 60 for today. We're going to hit highs of about 70 tomorrow with sunshine. The weather brought to you by Jay Smeagle Roofing. Visit jsmeagleroofing.com for more information. Here's your 102-second sports on Rock 102. Hoops, Celtics back in it against the Bucks, beating Milwaukee in Game 2 of that playoff series, 109-86. to If you remember, the Celtics struggled even from two-point range in Game 1. Last night, they hit a record 23-pointers, shooting 46% from behind the arc. Jalen Brown had 30, Jason Tatum had 29. The series is tied at 1, going back to Milwaukee for a Saturday game at 3.30. Also last night in NBA playoff action, Memphis over Golden State, 106-101. to That series is also tied at 1. And a bad incident last night in that game, Grizzlies forward Dylan Brooks ejected less than three minutes into the game for a flagrant foul that left Gary Payton the second with a broken elbow. Hockey, the Bruins at Carolina tonight at 7. You can catch it on our sister station, Laser 98.5. The Bruins try to get back in that series against the Hurricanes, trailing one game to none. Also last night in NHL playoff action, Pittsburgh in a three-overtime win over the Rangers, 4-3, and Washington beat Florida, 4-2, both the Caps and the Penguins up one zip in their series. Thunderbirds, of course, still waiting for their playoff opponent in the AHL playoffs to get a first-round bye, and a big award for Sam Annis of Springfield, the winner of the Fred T. Hunt Memorial Award given out by the American Hockey League to the player who best exemplifies the qualities of sportsmanship, determination, and dedication to hockey. So congrats to him. Baseball, Red Sox over the Angels 4-zip. Elsewhere, the Mets took a twin bill, and the Yankees also won. Both New York teams have 18 victories, which leads Major League Baseball. That's it for your 102-second sports on Rock 102. This is W102. Back still out with um, some sort of infection, but we hope he'll be back tomorrow. Yeah, um, I think he's faking it. A highs of about 60 for today with the rain steady for the next few hours in portions of Western Mass. We'll have 70 for tomorrow. And we've got an Am I the A hole for you here. A uh, new mom sharing her story on Reddit, mm-hmm. explaining how her hubby has been getting home as late as 2 a.m. from work. Now, it doesn't say what he does for work or why he's getting home that late. Because this is part of the problem here. He's getting home so late that she's asleep, and then he walks in and expects her to make dinner for him immediately. She writes, I'm a new mom, I'm constantly exhausted, and I only get a few hours to sleep. So normally when he's out so late, I have my dinner, and then... Not putting anything aside for him because I don't know when he's getting home. She goes on to say that she was awoken by her angry husband at 2.45 in the morning one time. Telling her, hey, I'm hungry. I want to eat. Where's dinner? Probably not a good thing to do just in and of itself, by the way, of your spouse. And then he demanded that she make him dinner in the middle of the night. So she's asking, am I the a-hole because I won't make dinner? For my new husband in the middle of the night. And a lot of people are offering some 
suggestions on what to do. Like, yeah. for instance, people are saying, red flags everywhere. Get out of the marriage. First of all, why is he not coming home until 2 a.m.? Now, that part of it isn't stated in this thing. I don't know whether his job is calls for him to be out during yeah. all hours of the night or what. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it sounds like uh, this guy is the a-hole. Um you, you got a whole lot going on. The new mom thing, you know, that that's pretty stressful. Yeah. And then to have to worry about making dinner for somebody else coming home, well, it's really not that simple. No, it's not. And it sounds like something out of 1947, by the way, where, yeah. uh, you know, hey, where's my dinner, woman? I mean, yeah. like that in and of itself is just no matter what time of the day or night it's happening. And you know, you know, people's uh, people's nostalgia remembers that, and they, you know, they they that's this like picturesque Americana bullcrap that people picture in their head. Like this is the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. I hate to tell you, there's so many women out there right now that work just as hard as men do, sure, and uh, they don't. Uh, get uh, the credit that they deserve for it, yep. and you. Hey, how are you supposed to learn how to cook when you're working your own job? When you when you're doing your own thing? Yeah, it. The, you know, this is you know the traditional American family is falling apart. No, right. the traditional American family is just trying to survive by working. Well, and she's busy raising their new child, yeah. apparently, on top of everything else, trying to be a, a good spouse to her husband. I don't know how. <laughs> I mean, you're saying exactly what I'm going to say. I. I don't know how anyone could support the idea that she's the a-hole. Now, if you if you think you have a way of supporting that side of it and you want to argue this, we'd love to hear from you at 293-1021. But I don't see – I mean, I'm not taking that other side. Even if it was just as an exercise, Steve, just to kind of like oppose you and show an opposing view, I ain't going there because there's no way that anyone is the a-hole other than the guy in this situation. I don't know. Again – yeah, I don't know. If somebody could... wants to argue that other side, feel free. Yeah, the uh, the whole uh, masochistic, uh, you know, mm-hmm. view yeah. of how things should be. Yeah, I guess that works for some people. <sighs> whole caveman mentality. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The whole Fred Flintstone, yeah. uh, Wilma, get me my giant uh, brontosaurus uh, rib that will knock the car over. Yeah, honeymooners. Uh, I mean, I, th- I think the last time this went out of vogue was in the 1950s. I don't know. We're, right now. we're getting calls. Sure. <laughs> Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning. This is Ben. What's hey, ben? up, Ben? How's it going? Good. I can't argue that other side either. You what? You can't argue. Yeah, you can't argue that other side. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. yeah. No, the American family has changed. Everybody's got to work. Yeah, ex- that's exactly my point. It's like nobody's got time to cook dinner and make and make food no. like a traditional the, the traditional family was. All right, thanks for the call. Well, man. first of all, let me ask Ben: Did you have like traditional parents who behaved differently? I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, my dad worked, and my mom was a stay-at-home mom, cooked dinner and cleaned the house. Right. But my, that's not how it is today in my family. We both work. Gotcha. Hey, thanks for the yeah. call. We do have other calls coming in. All right, thanks. Appreciate it. Rock 102, good morning. Oh, that one. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Yeah, this is Hal. How you doing? Good, Good. Hal. What's up, man? Good, man. I'm, I'm calling on this yeah. moron that can't cook his own food. Right. Seriously. Seriously. What kind of a moron is he can't make his own dinner? Well, he's probably got a Wendy's or something he drives by on the way home and from work. Whatever. He, it's yeah. still, and, you know, I mean, I grew up in the 50s, so my mother was home all the time. We, right. But, you know, we... We've, we've evolved from that. All right. Well, an idiot. 
Well, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. Yeah, again, I don't know how we're going to get somebody on the other side of this issue, Steve. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, it's Brian. Brian. Hey, Brian, what's up? So even if he's working nights, he's getting home at that time. He's wrong. He's the able all day long. Yeah, see, yeah. again, we're not going to find anybody to uh, to agree with this guy. But <laughs> Im- thanks for the call. I Impossible, right? They should have maybe he should have some like ready-made meals set aside so that when he gets home at 2:45, he could just pop it in the microwave. He could rock one or two. Good morning. Who's this? Hi, my name's Adam. What's, What's up, up, Adam, Adam Springfield? All right. What's up? Uh, you know, I have been on uh both sides of this situation. I got two kids. Uh I've been the provider and I've been the stay-at-home parent. And all I can say is I, I kind of side with the gentleman there. Um, I don't think his wife should have to wake up at, uh, say, 2.45 in the morning to make him dinner. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she can make enough for him when she cooks and leave leave him something in the fridge. Yeah, that, that's a fair compromise. Yeah, just pop it in the microwave, for Christ's sake. Oh, look at you, Mr. Yeah, Macho Man. Huh? <laughs> she can just leave food in the refrigerator <laughs> like a human being. Huh? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> something like that. I mean, God, the guy, you know, it's, it's equally as hard working to provide for a family as it is, sure. you know, taking care of one. All right. A compromise point of view. Okay, we'll take it. Thanks for the call. All right. Mm-hmm. Rock 1-2, good morning. Who's this? Yeah, my name is Cam Newton. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What does yeah. Cam Newton have to say about it? Yeah, I agree. This woman should make him supper. Two, <laughs> three, four in the morning. Whatever he wants. Thank you, Cam. All right. Well, there you go. You have the uh, the consensus yeah, from the uh, peanut gallery. Well, again, the number, if you want to chime in, is uh, 293-1021. Uh, as for... Cam Newton, I was trying to get the clip here, and I don't think I can find it in time. But hopefully, we'll have Cam speaking out on this in a few minutes. Yeah, I don't know if he, I don't know if he's best, <laughs> the best spokesperson for all this. It's uh, it's six seventeen with back Stephen Dave on Rock one hundred two. Ready to do some Peter and the Diamond Shop, thirteen sixty Allen Street, Springfield. Is your old bathtub looking a little cattywampus? Are you frustrated with an outdated shower that's impossible to keep clean? Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock, the great Tom Petty on the Back Steve and Dave Show on Rock 102. Back's still out. Uh, maybe demanding that uh, his wife cook him some dinner. Who knows? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I doubt it. We're talking about Am I the A-Hole today, a new mom sharing her story on Reddit. That's gone viral because hubby gets home at 2 o'clock in the morning or even later and immediately demands that she cook him dinner, even though she's been... Busy taking care of their new child. What do you think, 293-1021? Hi, this is Christina. Hi, Christina. Um, so you guys were talking about, I didn't catch the beginning. Um, Let me give it to you quick. A new mom says her hubby gets home like at 2.45 in the morning and then demands that she cook him dinner. Okay. The only is that my husband and I actually used to have something kind of similar, where, but we had talked about it before we even got married because he worked a hard physical like warehouse job Mm -hmm. and my job was a little bit lighter but even then they should discuss like kind of a compromise but it's like my husband used to get home at two in the morning sometimes and like i would just leave a plate in the microwave for him Mm -hmm. so he could just heat it up yeah but it's like it's still kind of like expecting her to get up and cook while taking care of a baby that like uh-uh. No. All right. Thanks, Christine. Appreciate the call. Uh, and uh, Today I Learned is brought to you by uh, Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. 
And now it's time for Today I Learned with back Stephen Dave on Rock 102. Uh, today I Learned, in 1909, Helen Taft, who was the wife of uh, President William Howard Taft, mm-hmm. drove an electric car. Can you imagine that? Hmm. Uh, it was she a, did. Yeah. It was a Baker Motor Vehicle mm-hmm. and uh, one of the cars uh, in the White House fleet. They, um, I listened to this. Uh, you ever hear this uh, thing called Freakonomics? No. It's this. Uh, it's a podcast called Freakonomics, mm-hmm. and they break down all like societal uh, type of things. And okay. One of them was talking about um, the electric car yeah. and how the electric car was invented back in like the late 1800s. Before the motor car even came After along. the motor car, oh. but before, you know, but, but the combustion engine took off. Gotcha. And then the oil companies got involved and then squashed the idea of electric car and, and was basically like, look, you can't be a man and drive one ah. of these uh, these electric cars because they were basically sold... Uh, a, a battery. So it got, it got buried on. until Elon Musk came along. It got buried <laughs> until Elon Musk came along. But I think the point of the podcast was they were talking about people with vaccines mm-hmm. and like how they didn't trust, uh, you know, oh, I can't uh, trust a vaccine that didn't, you know, come out, that only came out within a year. Right. But the, the, one of these scientists were like, yeah, but the technology has been there since the 70s right. of how to, to develop that. Mm-hmm. So. People, unless you have the money to fund that, which we didn't until a few years ago, mm-hmm. then that is how things become the next big thing. So people with the electric car, this is what it goes back to. Right. We're finally starting to embrace the technology, even though it's hard for us to get rid of these combustion engines and all that stuff. It was actually a pretty interesting uh, podcast. Well, instead of driving her husband around in an electric car, she should have made him walk. If you've ever seen pictures of William Howard Taft, I think he was the largest president in U.S. history. Well, maybe she was doing it to get a cart behind him. <laughs> I don't know. And that is Today I Learned. We're back, Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Coming up next in the news, all the local protests about Roe v. Wade. Next on Rock 102. Smoke barbecue cat. 628 at Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by uh, Gary Rome Hyundai. Uh, Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. And here's Dave Coombs. So, Steve, protests at Northampton City Hall, in Worcester, in Boston, and beyond, just a day after a leaked Supreme Court opinion revealed that the nation's highest court is considering reversing Roe v. Wade, the decades-old decision guaranteeing women the right to have abortions nationwide. Activists carrying homemade signs scrawled with protest slogans like, keep your bands out of our bodies. Abortion is human right, and vaginas are more regulated than guns. Uh, yeah, there's a whole lot to this, especially with this leaked, uh, this, the leaked part portion of this yep, whole thing. Sure. That's not a good thing at all. The fact that they leaked it like that. The fact that they leaked it. Right. Uh, listen, the Supreme Court it makes decisions in this country, and you might not agree with them, but for the most part, historically, they follow the law, and they follow you know, what they're supposed to do. Like that, Whenever you have uh, somebody trying to you know, have too much power or, or, or whatever like that, you, you go to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court says, yes or no, you can't do this kind of thing. Right. And they might be conservative, they might be uh, uh, liberal, but it's not about how they feel about a law. It's it's 
It's how what the law is interpreted as. Yeah, and how they and go that, about enacting that law as yeah, well. And that's the way it should be. Mm, yeah. Uh, the breach of the pre uh, opinion, I guess you would say, mm. decision. That's not good. The, the Supreme Court, it's always been that the Supreme Court at least kept to themselves. That's why they don't allow cameras in the courtroom. That's why they, you're not allowed to bring any kind of recording device in there. They're very strict on why, when you watch those opinions yeah. uh, be discussed. Yeah. So Hard to believe that an organization like the Supreme Court would allow a leak like that to happen yeah what is it one of the guys on the supreme court happens to hit all on yeah. an email or something like and, well, whoops well and but but this, you know <laughs> historically it's always been you know capitol hill senators and all mm-hmm. that stuff that's how they get ahead mm-hmm. you know they, the political operatives you know they release information to damn somebody else but that's that's like the hollywood portion of of, of washington the real uh, nuts and bolts of the whole situation is the laws that you know, make this country what they are. And if you're violating that by trying to start some sort of whatever narrative you you wanted for this, mm-hmm. this is not the way to do it. And it's it really isn't, it's not good for our country. Well, a lot, really of, lot of questions surrounding this, not just the leak, but uh, the ramifications of this long yeah. term, what's going to happen now, how health care is going to be affected politically, what's it going to do to certain parties and their stances. We've got an expert coming up in the 8 o'clock hour to talk about some of that stuff. Right. Meantime, top Massachusetts elected leaders and advocates seeking to protect abortion rights throughout the country, had a press conference outside the state house in Boston following the leak and the disclosure about the whole decision. Female officials, including Boston Mayor Michelle Wu, Senate President Karen Spilka, and U.S. Assistant Speaker Catherine Clark, all condemning the leaked draft majority opinion that you were just talking about, Steve. And this was something that was written by one of the Supreme Court justices, Samuel Alito arguing that abortion issues must be, quote, returned to the people's elected representatives. That was the gist of what they were saying at that press conference outside the state house in Boston. Uh, other ramifications, the Satanic Temple, now hoping to raise one of its flags in front of Boston City Hall after this Supreme Court leak occurred yesterday. They argued that, well... Our free speech rights are being violated unless you allow us to fly our satanic temple flag outside Boston City Hall. Uh Apparently, Boston had refused to let Camp Constitution, a New Hampshire-based Christian organization, hoist its flag in front of the flagpole at City Hall Plaza as part of a ceremony back in 2017. This according to some court documents that were released. You shouldn't have any other flags other than uh, your state and your... uh your American flag. Well, maybe Patriots. Maybe maybe Red Sox. I mean, come on. Can have a Sox flag well, I up guess there, right? Maybe regionally, <laughs> yeah, you might have that in in the center of Boston, but mm-hmm. you really shouldn't have uh, you know, uh, political or religious mm-hmm. uh, associated things with those. Right? Well, just an argument from the Satanic Temple, and you can read all about that one in MassLive.com if you want more. Closer to home, settlement agreements reached with two nursing homes in Agawam to resolve allegations of patient neglect, insufficient staff training, and inadequate care for vulnerable residents. This according to Attorney General Maura Healy. 
The Medicaid Fraud Division of the Attorney General's Office recovering nearly $90,000 in commitments to compliance programs and staff training at both Heritage Hall North and Heritage Hall West in Agawam. The agreement resolves a few of the allegations like failure to comply with long-term regulations and training for staff, commitment of reckless neglect of a resident during post-surgery rehab, failure to conduct any code blue training, code blue being patient medical emergencies, and also failure to adequately conduct mock automated external defibrillator drills as well. Ah. They were guilty of all that stuff, according to these allegations that were laid down yesterday and talked about by Attorney General Maura Healy. Damn. So Agawam will have to toe the line once again at both Heritage Hall North and Heritage Hall West. Meantime, 24-year-old Joshua Rosado, a man known to Springfield police as a gang member of the Knox Street Posse. Have you been following their activities, Steve? The Knox Street Posse? No, I haven't followed them on Facebook. <laughs> the, the safe unit of the Hampton District Attorney's Office has been investigating the Knox Street Posse for the last year and a half. And so the Springfield Police Firearm Investigative Unit, the FIU, and the Hampton District Attorney's Office conducting an illegal firearm investigation on the suspect for several days when they made the bust of Joshua Rosado. So he's in trouble as well. Bad boy. We also have an official dinosaur now for the state of Massachusetts, the Podecasaurus Holyokensius. I was going to say John O'Brien, but uh, I guess not. <laughs> well, you got to be present to accept the award, right? Yeah, I guess be, so. Can't be in Florida. Uh, this particular dinosaur officially recognized yesterday by Governor Charlie Baker after signing the bill on Monday. You remember back in February of 2021, after more than 35,000 votes, this particular dinosaur became the fan favorite to become the Massachusetts state dinosaur, all of which because it was first discovered near Mount Holyoke in 1910 by the first woman to name and describe a dinosaur. The Podecasaurus holyokensis means swift-footed lizard of Holyoke. Yep. It's a fan favorite right from the beginning. Some guy tried to dig those up last year. Yeah, the bones, right? Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the footprints. Mm-hmm. Like, where the hell were you going to sell those? Yeah, I guess. I, I mean, I guess you could sell them to a museum, but what reputable museum is going to buy bones from some guy off the street out of the back of his car? Well, uh, I don't know. I got uh, what size uh, footprints you want. I got uh, big ones. I got little ones. I mm-hmm. got uh, brontosaurus. I got mm-hmm. uh, tyrannosaurus. I got uh, pterodactyl. Mm-hmm. Well, you got them all there. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, in Springfield, the Marriott M logo has been reinstated to the Tower Square Hotel. This because of a restoration of the lost brand identity in preparation for a planned September reopening of the Marriott Hotel. That reopening still contingent on supply chain issues after two years of renovations that cost probably $40 million dollars according to one of the partners who paid $10.5 million for the hotel back in 2018. So the Marriott reservation system already allows customers to book rooms at the new, newly-to-be-reopened Tower Square for 2023. Uh, I, didn't, I wasn't around during this, Steve, but the hotel lost its Marriott brand name, apparently, back in 2017. Yeah, and it changed to something else. It was well, like uh, just, Springfield Suites or something like that. It just became simply Tower Square Hotel, apparently. Okay. And the former building owner, Mass Mutual, planned to sell. The hotel is hiring 
More than 100 staffers for the opening, and we'll have 140 to 150 workers when it's fully up and running. So this is good news for the economy as well, as they plan to reopen that hotel again with the big Marriott M once again on the outside of the hotel. Thank God our long national nightmare is over. Right, Marriott is back. Yeah, now we just need to fix the uh, Roderick Ireland courthouse and we'll be all set. Oh, now you're just talking crazy. A family in Brandon, South Dakota, went viral after filming their seven-year-old daughter's first communion ceremony. Uh, Stephanie Heidebrink was attending her daughter Brinley's first communion at the Risen Savior Catholic Church in South Dakota. The video shows the daughter receiving the communion and then grabbing the chalice of wine and chugging it. All right. <laughs> she was told just to have a sip and, you know, you just kind of have to put it up to your lips and tilt it. You don't even have to drink anything. But she got confused, apparently yeah. got yeah. confused, and at the age of seven, drank the whole thing. She had yeah. about 15 seconds in total where she's quaffing the chalice of wine. No news on what she felt like afterward or how the rest of the ceremony went. Quaffing? Yeah. What is that? Just like, drinking uh, the whole thing. Ah. Glug, 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 glug. Um, well, I mean, here's the thing with alcohol. Uh, this is the country where we're like, we don't, we have age limits mm -hmm. on what you can drink and what you can do. Sure. But there's also exceptions for religious things like mm -hmm. this one. Like, right. you know, the, the kid, you go to church, you're allowed to drink the wine. Well, she's seven. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't even know this until maybe a few years ago, that if you're out with your kids mm -hmm. at a restaurant in Massachusetts, right. you can order them a drink. An alcoholic beverage? An alcoholic beverage. Get out of town. I am not kidding because, again, it goes with traditional families. Huh. With you know, you got people who are like Italian or or, or French or whatever, where mm -hmm. the kids start drinking wine at like twelve years old. Mm -hmm. So it's part of the meal. It's part of it's part of culture. It's part of mm. the life. You know, we do it obviously different around here because uh, too many people get carried away and start killing each other. Sure. Uh, and you know, we also study the long term effects of what alcohol can do to a developing brain. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, that that's one of the things that you can do. Uh, in in this state, it's amazing. I've I've been a part of communion ceremonies. I'm not Catholic. I've said before, I'm Protestant. You you're Catholic, is that yes, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And did you do the whole communion thing? Did you have the little yeah? Wine? And, and and the idea of getting the wine was like, oh wow, we get to drink from the blood of Christ, man. <laughs> so it wasn't so much that you were impressed that you were going to drink booze. It was that you were going to drink. The blood of Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How'd that go for you? After all, by the way. Um, well, I didn't really get drunk. I mean, it was more like let's yeah. take the sip from it. There mm -hmm. was no, there was no. They hold that cup so tight sure. sometimes yes. that there's really no chance for you to chug it. And do but, you feel do you feel closer to Christ as the result of all this? By the way, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> all yeah. right. Well, you, you get to the end of the mass, and the priest usually does the last swig out of the bottle. Oh, he right? does. Is that? How oh, it goes yeah. That's <laughs> a, yeah. They, that's a, you know they're they're yeah. saying that. They, well, I mean, I they are. They're you know putting making it sacred sure. and putting it back right. properly and gotcha. all this other stuff. And then uh, and then the priest uh, after he eats that last uh, that last communion wafer, he drinks it right up. Nice. I used to, I had a bag of those communion wafers yeah. once. I knew somebody who worked in the church, and they weren't blessed, so it wasn't sacrilegious to to use them. Yeah. So we uh, we got the whole bag of them, and then we had a dip party. We had. Uh, <laughs> 
yeah, it was like seven uh, deadly sin layer dip. We we did that. We did all kinds of uh, different dips, and we used the the communion wafers to do that. And I got- actually put them out at a party one time at my house really? to see how long it took to somebody to notice. Hey, are those communion wafers over there? And how long did it take? It was about an hour before somebody realized that that was an option available. It's six forty two on back. Steve and Dave coming up next in the mass hat. A guy in Maine did something really stupid at a motel. We'll get to it on Rock One Hundred Two. Doors on Rock 102. Back Steve and Dave, minus the backs part again today. He's tardy once again. Which I don't think he's really tardy. I think he's just faking it. I think the, the longer it goes, Steve, the more I believe you. Well, listen, we uh, we did that. Uh, we had guests in here that he had set us up with right. uh, yesterday, which I had no problem with that. Right. No, we, we always do nice community service stuff for people. Right. Uh, but he had set this up, and then he sent the info. And then I don't think he realized in the thread of the email that he basically said to uh, the the young lady that was here from uh, Iron Duke yesterday, oh, yeah, uh, you got any info on this so I can uh, have uh, Dave and Steve prepared for, for this whole thing? And that was long before he yeah, that was called, Friday. In, called yeah. in sick to so, us on Sunday afternoon, right? I think he's full of crap, <laughs> but that's just me. Well, maybe he's off somewhere interviewing for another job. Maybe. Could be. I don't know. Hey, weather today, highs of about 60. There's rain in the area. That's going to be lingering for most of the morning. We'll have highs of about 70 tomorrow. It is 649 on Rock 102. Time for Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence, and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Here's today's mass hat. Belfast, Maine. Steve, Belfast, Maine, about halfway up the coast, just south of Bangor. Police there getting a call Sunday night about a drunk guy at a motel called the Admiral Ocean Inn. The guy's name, Philip Dulude, or Dulude. Mm-hmm. They kicked him out, said they'd arrest him if he came back. He didn't listen. Cops swung by again just after midnight to make sure he wasn't there. And he was there, and he tried to hide from the police by draping a bed sheet over himself. Ah, oh, that's always a good way to hide. I can't you see you, you can't see me. It's the thing that kids do all the time, by yeah. the way. Shield their eyes, and they think they're hiding. Uh, they found him sitting outside on a chair, fully covered by the white sheet, where he thought that would fool the cops. They posted a photo on Facebook. Yeah. He basically looks like a ghost <laughs> who's been sitting there in an episode of Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, I... Uh People don't think when they do uh, things. Like, hey, maybe I can just hide from these cops if I just put this sheet over me. Nobody will find me in here. (laughs) As if uh, a police officer doesn't have the common sense to lift up the sheet that looks like a body underneath it. Hard to believe. Uh, They pulled the sheet off him and arrested him. He's facing charges for trespassing and violating a condition of release from a previous incident. I want to go on the Belfast main police Facebook page and check out the pictures of this. I'm dying to do that. Maybe we can link that to the Rock 102 Facebook page. It'd be something people would enjoy seeing today. Probably. We got another mass hat here. Mm -hmm. Uh, People in Bellevue, Nebraska, they reported to the Bellevue PD an unusual problem they were having. It was an overnight shift and officials saying on Twitter they were called to a burglary in progress in Bellevue, Nebraska. But when officers arrived... The situation wasn't quite as scary as it was made out to be. Apparently a family, somebody in the family reporting hearing footsteps from someone moving around upstairs in the house. Officers 
arrived on the scene and found a Roomba robotic vacuum scooting around, just doing its job. Well, at least the Roomba was. Uh, I mean, those things are expensive. Yeah have you uh, have you tried have you tried one of those things or not? No, because I don't. Uh, it's they're like seven hundred dollars for the good one. And apparently, there, there's other ones out there that do just as good as job as the Roomba, oh, really? but you're not buying the 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 brand name. Huh? <laughs> you know, there's like iRobot or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Roomba, though, I guess it would come in handy in my house because I do have hardwood floors. So I think you know, uh, picking up the dust and all and the dog hair and sure. everything like that. And then these things, you know. Because if I buy one, I want to buy the best one. I don't want to buy the low, the low one. Right. And I just don't can't justify spending almost a thousand dollars on something that I could just do myself by sweeping the floor. Yeah, I don't mind vacuuming anyway. I kind of, kind of get it's kind of like uh, busy. You know, of all the, of all the stupid activities, why am I not surprised by that? Vacuuming is okay. You know what? I, you know what thrills me about vacuuming sometimes is seeing the. Um, designs you can make in the carpet after the vacuum goes over it. I just, I, I'm mesmerized by that. What the hell did I get myself <laughs> into here? You, uh, Your apartment must be, like, impeccably clean. No, no. It's I, not? I'll vacuum maybe once a month. You know, I don't vacuum every, like, it's not like I'm putting I, on- I just picture you as the kind of guy that would be, like, uh, you know, everything is in neatly in place. Nope. Like, very, uh, so w- what does it look like in there? Is it is it, like, do you have, like, dirty dishes hanging around? Yep. Or- Yep. For how long have the dirty dishes been? Depends. Depends if I'm going to have a guest over or not, you know, like yeah. which has happened a few times recently. But uh, I'll leave them in there for a good three or four days sometimes without cleaning them. Three they're, or four days? They're, they're in there right now. Yeah. They're in there right now. In, in the sink. you got to wash it. What, what's that? Is there like SpaghettiOs? What, what kind of meals are you eating there at, uh, at the Divorcee Towers? What's, what's, that, what's going on there? Leftover Chinese food. Thank huh. you very much. All right. Good Chinese food, I hope. One of the best I've ever yeah. had, by the way. It's called Main Kitchen, and it's right in Enfield. Really? Fantastic oh, Chinese food. I'll have to food. try that out for my uh, lunchtime yeah. excursion. I even had a date over, and she agreed. I said, isn't this some of the best, cleanest, less... Gr- least Wait, gr- you brought a date over to the house <laughs> yes. with leftover Chinese food? No, we had... The- oh, you had Chinese <laughs> yes, food, yes. and now you're eating the leftovers <laughs> Ex- from the date. Exactly You didn't right. bring her over and say... Hey, no. <laughs> I have this thing, this place. I just had this two weeks ago. It's uh, it's leftovers. It's from the main garden. Yeah, wouldn't that be a romantic catch, huh? Oh man, you just—I uh, don't even—I don't even know how to be in your presence right now. You're I'm, just so fantastic. I'm in love with you. Wow. <laughs> Would you like some leftover Chinese food? Did not, did not do that. <laughs> You should you should do like a parting gift package for all your dates. Uh, I did. I sent her home with the spring rolls. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You get yeah. the spring rolls, yes. and then uh, you, you send them home with a couple of trivia notes from your Dixie Cup days. Well, you know, Derek here's G- some fun fact. This is the the, the fun uh, pack from Dave Coombs. Supposedly, Derek Jeter, your favorite shortstop yeah. of all time, Mister Yankees fan. Supposedly, he used to do that with his dates all the time. He'd send them home with like a a gift package, including a signed baseball. That's because he didn't want to tell anybody that he was into um, uh, getting the rim tucked, if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) He didn't want anybody to know about the thing that he's into. Right, so he was guaranteeing their their silence by shutting them up, in essence, by giving them a nice package. Yeah. Yeah. And by package, I mean a... And a go, going away gift. And Bax would say, "Yeah, why would he? Why would? Why would he want everybody to tell him he smells like Alex Rodriguez?" Uh. 
It's 655 with back Steve and Dave, minus the backs part. We assume he's returning tomorrow. We've got the 102-second sports coming up next on Rock 102. following takes place between 7 a.m. and 8 a.m. We are fast approaching 7 a.m. on Rock 102, and the weather for today, highs of about 60 with lingering rain this morning and could be a little heavy and steady in parts. For tomorrow, we'll have highs of about 70. The weather is brought to you by Health New England. They're here for you every step of the way. Here's the 102-second sports on Rock 102. Playoff basketball last night. Celtics over the Bucks, 109 to 86. That evens that series at one game apiece. Jalen Brown had 30. Jason Tatum had 29. And the Celtics were red hot from three point range, shooting 46%, hitting a team record high 23 pointers in that game. They're in Milwaukee Saturday at 3 30 for game number three. Also last night in the NBA playoffs, Memphis over Golden State, 106-101. to That even that series at 1-1. Grizzlies forward Dylan Brooks was ejected just three minutes into the game for a flagrant foul that left Gary Payton the second with a broken elbow. He'll be out for the rest of the series. Playoff hockey, the Bruins resume tonight in Carolina against the Hurricanes. That game at 7 o'clock, you can hear it. On our sister station, Laser 98.5, the Bruins down one nothing to the Hurricanes in that series. Elsewhere in playoff hockey last night, the Rangers lost to the Penguins 4-3 in triple overtime. Pittsburgh has a one-zip advantage in that series. And Washington is up one-zip on Florida, winning that game 4-2 last night. Baseball, the Red Sox over the Angels 4-0. Elsewhere, the Mets took a twin bill yesterday, and the Yankees also won. Both New York teams have 18 victories, which leads Major League Baseball. And in the NFL, Rob Gronkowski, the former Pats tight end, is lobbying for a Julian Edelman reunion in Tampa Bay. Gronk, the tight end who's currently a free agent, said he'll return to Tampa Bay to play with Tom Brady if the former New England Patriots teammate Julian Edelman also returns from his retirement to sign in Tampa Bay. I think it's going to happen. I think it's a done deal. That's it for your 102-second sports on Rock 102. As a- Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 706 with the Almond Brothers. I'm back, Steve and Dave. Backs still absent, by the way. We hope he returns tomorrow. Faking, faking it. Yeah. Uh, rain today, lingering throughout the morning hours and then kind of giving way to clouds later on. We're going to have highs of about 60 or so. Tomorrow we could hit 70. So here's an interesting one. There's a model, high fashion model in New York. Her name is Candace Kloss. She's gone viral because when she goes out on a date with a guy, she gives the guy an IQ test on the first date. An IQ test. And if they don't pass, they don't get a second date. Really? She's a Mensa member. She has an IQ of 136. And she says if the guy doesn't pass her test on date one, there won't be a second date. She we got we a name and photo for this uh, um, lady? Candace Kloss, K-L-O-S-S. That sounds fake. Does, doesn't it? Check out Candace Kloss. And I'll tell you what she says about this whole oh, thing. Oh, yeah. She looks like, uh, she very much looks like uh, Nicki Minaj. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. She's got that... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to give everybody an IQ test before I go out on a date with them. <laughs> well, she says, quote, a lot of men are attractive, but if they're not intelligent, it takes away from the good looks. She says, how can you enjoy time with someone if you can't connect over conversation? 
And she adds, some people don't care to keep up with current events even, which can be a huge turnoff as well. End quote from Candace Kloss. What do you think? Taking an IQ test. This kind of reminds me of, um, there was a movie years ago, um, Diner. Remember Diner? Did you ever watch Diner with Mickey Rourke and Steve Gutenberg and others? Oh, God, that's uh, that's an old ancient it is, one. Yeah. It is, early 80s. A bunch of guys growing up in Baltimore. And they all have wives or girlfriends or whatever. And one of the guys is going to uh, get married. And before he gets married, he gives his prospective bride-to-be a Baltimore Colts football quiz. And if she doesn't pass the quiz, there ain't going to be no marriage. So it's kind of like that, I guess. I don't know. Are you you down with that? Taking an IQ test before I think getting she's a second on date? to something. I yeah. think uh, I think maybe not just an IQ test, but uh, just a I don't know moral aptitude test. Yeah, perhaps. that's true. That's true. You know, yeah. uh, what kind of person are you? Uh, you know, what what mm-hmm. have you done to other people? But, uh, yeah, you know that that kind of thing. That yep. should all be discussed anyway. Sure. Sure, maybe not not necessarily before a second date. No, but I mean, if you you know you get involved with somebody, uh, you eventually want to have uh, some sort of uh, at least honesty and truth yeah. uh, throughout that uh, relationship. And if you're not being honest in the beginning, then what's the point of doing it? Well, if, but if she makes a big deal out of an IQ test, like okay, and pulls out a sheet of yeah. questions, that's a little extreme. Like maybe no. she could weave the questions into the conversation. You know what I'm saying? No, she's uh, she's on to something here. She's right. one of these girls who uh, obviously puts herself out there, so mm-hmm. she's. Probably got a lot of dudes just sending her random penis pictures uh, through Instagram, so she probably gets sick of that. So True. she probably says, "Let me let me at least find out, uh, you know, about this guy before I continue to uh, proceed with this relationship." She's an OnlyFans model, by the way, and of she, course she, is. she looks like she looks like a Barbie doll in some of these photographs. Yeah, she's uh she's quite the gal. Mm-hmm. Um. But again, a lot of that is Instagram filters and things like that. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't always judge somebody uh, by the pictures that they put up True. online. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think she's onto something. I think uh, it's a good prerequisite to to weed out the kind of people when you want you want in your life. You know, uh, you know what happened to me uh, last week? What I've been uh, I've been kind of you know uh, kind of down a little bit mm-hmm. uh, here last week or so. Okay. I uh, I got dumped. Over the phone. By? My was girlfriend. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's horrible. Over the phone? Yeah. That's, uh, you know, I get it. I get it that, you know, people, listen, I'm very understanding when it comes to, like, people's feelings. Mm -hmm. It it obviously wasn't going to work out. Um, Would you not pass the IQ test or something? Apparently, I should have taken an IQ test, <laughs> right? Or she should have. Well, <laughs> that's debatable. But okay, e- but either way, uh, I you know I just find that kind of like okay over the phone. Yeah, like you know we're getting like almost a year into this thing, right? and uh, you know now you're uh, over the over the phone. It was just kind of like wow. So you know now I'm going through all these uh, you know these feelings, and uh, you know when. Uh, when somebody doesn't feel the same way about you, that's uh, that's a tough pill to swallow. Yeah, and um, I'm I'm dealing with it. I mean, I, I I'm, you know, I'm trying to better myself, trying to keep my mind off it, trying to you know do other things. But it's hard to come in here and try to be the you know the happy radio guy all the time when you're 
when you're not feeling that great. It is know? tough. I'm sorry to hear that, Steve. Really, no, serious, seriously. Right. I, I mean, you I, know, I, I, obviously your history of uh, relationships. I'm not taking any <laughs> advice from you, but right. uh, but I'm not giving up. By the way, I'm no, I'm but, forged, and that's I guess a good message for you. You know, I've yeah. I've been through some tough ones and. Not giving up yet. Yeah, it just seemed a little impersonal. Yes, you know what I mean? I agree. And uh, I don't know. Maybe have you ever, what was the worst thing somebody ever did to you as far as uh, uh, the breakup goes? Well, I, I think it was before the breakup, and I think I've described some of the situations I've been through, like alcoholism, narcissism, things like that. Um, th- those, are, those are bad enough. Uh, I don't think I got yelled at. I've been swore at before. Sweared at. I've been issued profanities, so, yeah. you know, that, that, it, and I don't think I really even deserved them. So I've been through some bad stuff like that. Well, I don't know. I've, I've been cheated you, Dave, upon. I've been cheated deserved. upon. I've been cheated upon. I've worked with you enough, Dave. I think you deserve some of that stuff. <laughs> That's okay. I t- I'll take it from you guys, um, but, uh, but not from a wife. No, but it's just like I'm in this like, ugh, like uh, whatever. You know, mm. I don't care. Well, like I, I'm just like, uh, I'm, I'm just, uh, you know, you, you the good thing is I've lost like twelve pounds in the last five days, so that's a that's a positive. And you got the Peloton. Nothing like that anxiety diet to get your <laughs> get your body back in gear. And plus, the Peloton has those hot models yeah. that you can follow. Well, they that's you- the thing that's keeping me going. <laughs> you know, I don't think Emma is ever going to break up with me over the phone, just over the tele tele Peloton television. Emma set. Lovewell. Emma Lovewell. Yeah, that's, uh, that's that's my new thing now. Well, Emma look, Lovewell. you got to get you got to adopt the good attitude, Steve. I mean, like honestly, I, again, and, I've been. Through this kind of thing before, just get back out. On, you know, again, I get, I get it. I'm not looking to get back out into anything right now. Right, I, it's just like you have to go through all of those feelings and sure. all of the the anger and the anxiety yep. and yada yada yada, yeah. and then uh, you know to uh, to be. I don't know. I I just think. I mean, I can see why now. Like you know, looking back, you always kind of like. Eh. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't that great. You see some red yeah. flags that occurred. Yep. And then you, you know, because you get blinded by sure. by whatever. Oh yeah. But been uh, there, done that, Steve. But uh, and you can't change the way people feel. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not like I'm not wishing ill on anybody. Right. It's just the way people are. Sure. But uh, it, it's just kind of you know over the phone. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Over the phone. And how long was that? May I ask? How long of a conversation was it? Uh, it was about uh, it was about five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so and yeah. that that was the end of that. Wow. So, um, well, sorry to hear that, but well, how have you been, Dave? You ever been dumped before? Give me a give me a call two nine three one zero two one. What's the worst way somebody's ever let you go? Yeah, and and maybe some tips for Steve on moving forward. Well, I don't need tips on moving forward. <laughs> All I right, good. I'm doing just fine about that. All right, but, just the uh, bad dumping. Just the bad dumping thing. All right, it's uh, it's seven fourteen with back Steve and Dave at Rock seven twenty two with uh, back Steve and Dave and Def Leppard on Rock one zero two. And uh, Bax is still absent today. Hopefully, he will return tomorrow. He's having some medical issues. He's dealing with and steve was just saying he got dumped recently and was opening up the phones for stories of dumpers or dumpees at uh, 293-1021 and uh, i think we got some calls coming in let's get to them rock one to two good morning who's this good morning this is andy from southwick what's up andy so uh my story is more about being the dumper as opposed to the dumpy but uh i did a real crappy thing by uh driving to her house and leaving a note on the front seat of her car Oh, wow. man, really? Now, yeah. w- was that because you were afraid of, like, a personal confrontation? Yes, I'm just, I avoid confrontation at all costs. Me too. Gotcha. I hear you. And do you still feel bad about that? I do, actually. You know, I do. Well, we, we've given you an official pardon from the Rock 102 Morning Show. 
Thank you. I appreciate that. All I right, feel a lot better now. All right. Well, you can call in if you want. Some stories about being dumped. I, I had somebody I know chime in, uh, not to use his name, by the way. Okay. Uh, I once had someone send their mother to break up with oh me at a friendlies in West Springfield. Come on. The woman I was dating at the time was 50. Her mother was 75. No, I'm not dating the mother now. <laughs> what? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good addition there. But that, come on. You send your mom at that age? Well, I mean, maybe if your mom had such a good rapport uh, okay. with him, I guess maybe that that is a pretty. Listen, it's more about it. Just it's a refle- it's a reflection of what it was anyway. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. The phone breakup was just the final reflection of what. Happened, you know what I mean? You sure. know what I'm saying about that? Like I gotcha. that kind of summarized everything. Yeah. So in other words, it made sense based on some other stuff that had happened. Uh, phone calls. Welcome two nine three one zero two one. Hello, Rock hey, One Two. How you doing? Hey, good. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. What's up, man? Yeah, I got a story for you. This is probably about twenty five years ago. Okay. I found out that my girlfriend had cheated on me New Year's Eve. So the week after, she came down my house, but it's a wicked, wicked snowstorm. She had to drive thirty five, forty miles to my house. When she showed up at my house, I stayed behind the door and said, oh, sorry, I don't let cheaters into the house. We're done. Go home. Nice. So she had to drive all the way home again. And she called for, she stopped at the police station in one of the towns and they asked if she could come back because the snow was so bad. I said, nah, she can keep driving home. She can go to the guy's house she cheated on me with. Nice. And that was my story. Bet it made you feel better. Yes, I do now. (laughs) Good for you. All right. Have a great day, man. You too. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is Mike from West Springfield. Hey, Mike. What's up, Mike? Hey, I, I just got to ask Steve, what hurts the most is, I got to ask him, is this after he she, he got dumped after he took her on vacation, correct? No, actually, uh, we didn't go on vacation. Mm. All right, so there you, you're already one step forward. Yeah, right. well, hey, I guess uh, that was money well saved. <laughs> yeah, right. There <laughs> you go. What are you going to do? Hey, good luck. Good luck to you, Steve. Uh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Uh, listen, right. there's no, uh, it's, there's a way to react to things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you could do all the, you go through all the emotions, the anger and, and all that stuff. Sure. You could continue that. But for what reason? Like, there's really no point in, in right. doing that. You're right. And uh, you know, I don't, I don't uh, wish ill on anybody. I don't wish ill on anybody. That's mm-hmm. the that's just the kind of person I am. However, if you you know you know her and you do see her, just say on the phone. Really, <laughs> that's all you need to do. That's all you need to say. That's so. four. Just those four simple words. That's right. It's uh, seven twenty six. You got news coming up. I do. And just one last thought on that, by the way. I do hate confrontation as well. Like that one guy that was telling that story about writing the note and leaving it on the seat of her car. Mm-hmm. I probably would kind of want to do the same thing under those kind of circumstances. I actually am so shy that I once tried to get a date with a girl I found attractive in a gymnasium, mm-hmm. and I went. I knew what kind of car she drived. I went out and asked her out by leaving a note on the windshield of her car. Ah. And we did end up going out for one lunch date, but it ended after that. Nah, so, that's too bad. I know. Well, look, <laughs> easy come, easy go. It happens. It is 726 on Rock 102, and news is next. 
728 at Rock 102. It's time for news, which is brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. Yankees Home Memorial, Mickey Homes Memorial Day sale all month long. Get $1,400 off plus free safety bars and custom shelving. Call Yankee Home right now. Here's Dave Coombs with the news. So the big news is the overturning of Roe versus Wade which guarantees abortion rights for women nationwide. One day after a leaked Supreme Court opinion revealed that they're planning to do that, reverse the decades-old decision guaranteeing the women the right to abortion, reproductive rights activists mobilizing in, among other places, Northampton at Northampton City Hall yesterday, also in Worcester, in Boston, and beyond. The protests carrying on, obviously, in the state of Massachusetts and nationwide. Activists carrying homemade signs scrawled with protest slogans such as vaginas are more regulated than guns, abortion is a human right, and keep your bands out of our bodies. Ah, keep your bands out of our bodies. Mm -hmm. And we're going to have a local expert talk to us about a lot of the implications surrounding this political consultant consultant tony signoli is going to join us in the eight o'clock hour right steve yeah and uh you know i uh yeah we will talk about that more but i i, I got a i had a image from the news last night on abc news mm-hmm. uh it says court draft would overturn uh, roe v wade and then there's a uh, pro-choice protesters in mm-hmm. the crowd with all these signs up right and then uh and then one lady holding a plastic coat hanger Ugh. Is a is a plastic coat hanger really an effective message? <laughs> I don't think you could get the job done with I that. I just uh, I just found that kind of odd. So she didn't. Uh, maybe maybe the thing is she couldn't find a wire. Well, hanger. it's hard to find those <laughs> right, anymore because right. the metal is so expensive. Yes. that they don't make them uh, right. as much anymore. Maybe at a dry cleaner. So she's just using it as a representation, I guess. But I think that's part of the problem. Yeah, here, look at this. It's right there. She's uh she's holding the thing. Yeah, How well, about that. I guess it got the job done. Conveyed the message. I guess so. Top Massachusetts elected leaders and advocates fervently seeking to protect abortion rights, also having a press conference yesterday outside the State House in Boston following the revelation that the Supreme Court is about to overturn Roe versus Wade. The female officials meeting outside the State House in Boston included Boston Mayor Michelle Wu, Senate President Karen Spilka, and U.S. Assistant Speaker Catherine Clark. They all condemned the leaked draft that apparently got out ahead of time in advance of what's going to happen today and beyond. This was the writ that was penned by Justice Samuel Alito that argues abortion issues must be returned to, quote, the people's elected representatives, end quote. Okay. Well, we're going to, this is going to be, this is the bad thing about this, this leaked part. Mm-hmm. Uh, because typically the Supreme Court has always been hush hush about anything they talk about until they actually release the ruling. So this seems more like some sort of political uh, type of thing that I hope they get to the bottom of. Because I don't think it's good for the country to have that information out there. Well, we're going to ask Tony Signoli, the political consultant, next hour for his opinion on that very thing that you mentioned, Steve. Also, you know, what's going to happen. Health-wise, to people seeking abortions in the state of Massachusetts and in other states, uh, the legal ramifications of all of this and more. And so save up your questions for our expert, Tony Signoli. He'll be joining us around 810 this morning with his viewpoints on all this stuff. Meantime, settlement agreements have been reached with two nursing homes in Agawam, the Heritage Hall North and the Heritage Hall West. They apparently had some wrongdoings going on with regard to patient neglect, 
insufficient staff training and inadequate inadequate care for vulnerable residents, according to Attorney General Maura Healy. She made that announcement yesterday. The Medicaid Fraud Division of her office recovering nearly $90,000 in commitments to compliance programs that would provide better staff training at these facilities in Agawam. The agreement resolves a few of the allegations, including the Agawam facility's failure to comply with long-term regulations and also provide adequate training for staff. Also, the commitment of reckless neglect of a resident during post-surgery rehab, failure to conduct any code blue training, code blue being the patient medical emergency training, and also failure to adequately conduct mock automated drills with external defibrillators, all of which needs to happen and apparently wasn't happening at these two facilities in Agawam. Well, Agawam's got to clean up their act a little bit, don't you think? Well, I guess. <laughs> you got to do it in a lot of different ways, but definitely you got to do it when you're tr- providing patient care. Kind of important. A new study from Maharishi International University in Iowa founding that the way your bed is facing could be affecting your health, either negatively or positively. It claims that if your head is facing east or south, it's one thing. And if it's facing west or north, it's another thing. Now, can you even think, Steve, of your bedroom and which direction your head is facing in your house? I'm trying to, um, I think, north. Okay. It faces no. No, it's south. It's south. It faces south. All right. Mine is facing east. Yeah. So, uh. In our cases, we're the same, Steve. You're you're south, I'm east. And if our head is facing south or east, we're more likely to have a healthy resting heart rate, low cholesterol, and low blood pressure. So you and I have our beds in the right position, apparently. Okay. But it found out that if your front door faces south or your bed faces south, you're more likely to have mental health issues. That's your front door, by the way, not your bed. If your right. front door faces south... You're more likely to have mental health issues and money problems. If your desk faces east, you'll work faster and have an easier time concentrating. If you need me to run all that down, you can give me a call, and I'll run down the positions for your desk, for your front door, and for your bed. Meantime, there's pet news here. There's something called the Pet Kit Self-Cleaning Litter Box. Now, you you have dogs, right? You don't have a cat at home, right? Uh, I don't have a cat. I would never have a cat. For those of you, yeah, I'm not a big cat fan. Uh, I don't dislike them, but I've never owned one before. Apparently, it not only looks chic, this self-cleaning litter box, but it also has what's called an internal, internal tumbler that removes all litter clumps while saving the majority of the good litter for the next time. The device also has an odor-blocking and antibacterial spray that gets released after it goes through its cleaning process to keep your home smelling fresh. And the reason I bring all this up, today on Amazon, you can buy the Pet Kit Pura X self-cleaning litter box for $290 off the original price. Now, it doesn't say why there's this good deal all of a sudden on this self-cleaning litter box. No. (laughs) Maybe it doesn't work properly. Um, But the cost comes down from 800 bucks to just 510 for this self-cleaning litter box. So all you cat owners out there, get onto Amazon, maybe take a stab at the pet, uh, the self-cleaning litter box for your cat. Just saying. Yeah. Uh, what about the self-cleaning litter box for me? Uh, I need one of those. <laughs> well, 
I guess a bidet uh, is what they call it. Well, the bidet, or remember yeah. we had that discussion that um, guys would like to have uh, install a urinal in the house. Yeah. Yeah, I would want the urinal in the house. Yeah, me too. Just because it's at a convenience. Yes. Yeah, but m- most women would say no. Well, yeah, most women would say no, but who cares? You know, mm. I used to have. Uh, hey, now I can touch those towels in my bathroom uh, that I wasn't supposed to touch. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have anybody telling me not to touch those towels anymore, so I can touch those towels. <laughs> now, now, so is. I'm not even going to get into that, Steve. But I had um, a wife one time who insisted that the towels be folded. Yeah. In a certain fashion. Well, people... And, and she didn't like the way I folded the towels. Well, because, uh, you know, that's that's one of those things that... Uh, was was that the uh, was that just one of the things mm-hmm. in the, of the many mm-hmm. that you weren't doing yep. right? Yeah, one of the red flags. Uh, you know, people have different uh, differences of opinion on mm-hmm. how uh, things should be folded. But, well, uh, I understand that. But I like, was told not to touch these towels that were on this rack, and right. now, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to touch them. <laughs> Have a touch I'm going to wash my sack with them. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> nice. Uh, if you have any other stories about getting dumped, by the way, and you want to share with yep. Steve, he already disclosed that yeah, information. It's all right. We don't need to keep taking calls about it. I just uh, yeah. wanted to get that off my chest because I've been such a, a frump the last few days. Uh, it's understandable. It's 738 with back Steve and Dave. Back's That's all we got. It's only 738. Well, what the reason it? I'm ending early is oh, because we got, better, we got more stuff coming up. A ton of it, and now hear this. All right. Some of it about Roe versus Wade. Some of it from late night comedians. Some of it from one of your favorites, Cardi B, mm-hmm. and more. Now hear this coming up next on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Ah! 746 and ACDC on Rock 102. And we're going to have uh, lingering rain this morning, kind of moving out by the middle of the day, perhaps, depending on where you are. Some clouds today, highs of about 60. Tomorrow we could hit 70. So we've got that to look forward to. Now hear this. Now hear this. Do you truly hear what I'm saying? Sound off like you got a pair. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Now hear this on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave in the morning. Clip number one, follow-up on something you covered during the Hollywood trash, Steve. Cardi B. Cardi B. I'm not familiar with her musical work. I know she was a stripper before she became a music star, right? Yeah. Yeah, she became quite the gal. Well, this is what she's talking about now. She got herself into trouble at a Met Gala after party. She told the crowd, hey, have fun and made a sniffing gesture like she was snorting cocaine. And then she kind of took over in an interview and unloaded some of her big frustrations that she's had recently. Here she is, Cardi B. If y'all ever wish to be rich and famous, don't wish to be famous. Wish to be rich. I'm so sick of it. If I could click my feet three times... (laughs) And go back to 2013 when I was just a regular bitch dancing and making money every single night. That's where I want to be. So she's had it with the fame. She's just, she just wants to be rich. Unfortunately, I think when you get the wealth, the fame sometimes goes along with it. Listen, you have to remember, uh, you like you just said, you got money. You're a celebrity now. Everybody's mm-hmm. following you. Right? You have to follow some sort of rules in order to keep that money and keep that fame. Right. Uh, she should just not give her opinion on things. 
I don't understand these celebrities who get involved in anything, like politically or controversially. It's like, listen, people respect you for who you are right. as an actor or, or an actress. Or an athlete. Or an athlete or yep. a singer or whoever. Sure. Like, why do you need to get in, like, I would, if I was like, let's say I was a professional athlete. Mm-hmm. In a long dream world away, that I would be a professional athlete. <laughs> well, now that you're losing weight rapidly, yeah, who well, knows? Oh, well, that anxiety diet—that's always a good one to go on. Yeah. Um, but uh, the, the, you know, if you were in that position and you had, there are certain things that I don't even say uh, because of the ramifications that you would get mm-hmm. from being the voice of who you are. Like, you don't want that kind of attention. Like, you really got to think about what you're saying before you even say it. You know what I mean? And by the way, what has she had a, a hit? Has she had hit songs? Cardi B? Yeah, or, she's had. She's a very successful artist. I'm not. It has nothing to do with the, the talent level. You know, I might not like the music, but I, I'm not. You have something there that obviously, you know, people like, mm-hmm. and and people uh, are your fans, and. But you come out and you open your mouth and you say something really stupid. It just it just seems silly. And do you think she really means it that she'd rather just go back to being? I I don't think she does. I think she's the kind of person that got a bunch of money, got really famous, and doesn't really know how to handle it. Right? Because some celebrities seem to be able to be good at that to yeah. know how to filter their lives and compartmentalize their lives so that they've got. The famous person, and then they still are able to preserve some dignity and some privacy in their private lives. Yeah, you know, well, yeah, that's what you that's what you get. You got to try. You got to try. So last night, I think we told you about this yesterday. Jimmy Kimmel's got COVID, so they had last night a best of show from Jimmy Kimmel. To, uh, excuse me, the night before last night, Mike Berbiglia, the comedian, started filling in as the guest host. Mike. Berbiglia found out that he's got a little problem with the press. I'm your substitute teacher for tonight, Mike Berbiglia, or as I'm known in the news. Comedian Mike uh, uh, Berbiglia. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> say his name. Thanks to Mike Berbiglia. Now, Mike Berbiglia will take the reins. Comedian Mike Berbiglia. Ber- Comedian Mike Berbiglia will fill in for late night host Jimmy Kimmel. It just rolls off the tongue. Mike Berbiglia, for those who don't know. <laughs> Maybe he should have changed his name. I mean, I can see us doing that. Yep. But why? You, you think you're on professional television, they'd pronounce your name ahead of time. Right. But we see that all the time with our local news, that they don't pronounce the the thing. I can't remember who it was uh, last week. Um we we had we had I think in one of these segments on now hear this you had a couple of different yeah clips, but it right? was a, it was a, was it Galepsi who was the who was the thing Galepsi uh, don't was remember the artist, it was an artist yeah it was an artist whose kid went to is going to jail because he was part of that insurrection thing okay and it was a, but the way they were saying the name I I can't remember they were they were pronouncing it wrong mm-hmm. so it's just uh, I don't know it just. Kind of funny. Mike Burbiglia. Burbiglia. Is the guy's name, and he's very, very good. Um, some specials you can check out of his on Netflix. And Mike Burbiglia, last night, hitting the show, hosting Jimmy Kimmel at just the wrong time. Here's what he had to say about that. And uh, I was hoping for something lighter. <laughs> something lighter. 
Something with a little more pep, you know, like World War III. Uh, or e Elon Musk bought the sun. You know, something, something fun. Uh, Instead, he got the show and the gig the day they announced the Roe v. Wade thing. Oh, jeez. Yep. And he had to cover that, and he did. And, you know, that's like one of the big problems for being a late-night comedian is getting something really serious like that issue of Roe v. Wade and how to handle it. Here was Jimmy Fallon on his show last night. The court is planning to overturn Roe v. Wade, even though only 29% of Americans support that move. Yeah, 29%. That, that's not a lot. I mean, even Dunkin' Donuts' new hummus toast has more support. <laughs> All right, we're big fans of Dunkin' Donuts here, but uh, kind of a weak joke there. But, you know, I think you're screwed as a comedian when it comes to something like this, Roe versus Wade yeah. being overturned. That's why we're going to hand over the reins to an expert next hour, right? Yeah, that's why we have, uh, we have no uh, business talking about women's rights. Jeez. So political consultant Tony Signoli <laughs> will join us next hour. Yeah, yeah, that'll be a, that'll be a treat. And if you have any questions... <laughs> With regard to the Supreme Court's leak of the overturning of Roe versus Wade and the implications, health-wise, politically, and otherwise, feel free to save them up because Tony Signoli can answer your questions. We can't. We ain't good at that. Let we're never good at that. I know. Come on. It's seven fifty-three. Back, Steve and Dave minus the backs part. He's due to return tomorrow. We've got the hundred and two-second sports coming up on Rock One Hundred and Two. The following takes place between eight a.m. And 9 a.m. We are approaching 8 a.m. on Rock 102, and the weather for today, kind of wet this morning, lingering rain. Depending on where you are, we'll have highs of about 60 today, highs of about 70 tomorrow. And the weather is brought to you by 413 Pro Tint for tinting on your vehicle, home, or business. Call 413 Pro Tint in Springfield today. Here's your 102 second sports on Rock 102. <laughs> Starting with hoops. Celtics shot the lights out last night, hitting 20 three-pointers. That's an all-time Celtics record for one game. They also hit 46% of those trays. They beat the Bucks 109-86 to to even their playoff series at one game apiece. Jalen Brown had 30. Jason Tatum had 29. Game three in Milwaukee set for Saturday at 3.30 in the afternoon. Meantime, Memphis and Golden State tied 1-1 now. The Grizzlies beat the Warriors last night, 106-101. Grizz forward Dylan Brooks ejected about three minutes into the game for a flagrant foul that left Gary Payton II with a broken elbow. A lot of people upset about that, including Steve Kerr, the coach of Golden State. No wonder, because Gary Payton II is going to be out for the rest of the series. Hockey, Bruins at Carolina tonight at 7. You can hear that one on our sister station, Laser 98.5. The Hurricanes leading the Bees one zip in that playoff series. Also last night in playoff action, the Penguins got the jump on the Rangers with a 4-3 triple overtime victory. Pittsburgh now up one nothing in that series. And Washington up one zip on Florida after a 4-2 win last night. Baseball, the Red Sox over the Angels 4-0. Also, the Mets won a doubleheader, and the Yankees won a single game. Both the Yankees and the Mets have 18 wins. That leads the major leagues, both those New York teams having great starts to the season. And in the NFL, Rob Gronkowski is lobbying for a Julian Edelman reunion in Tampa Bay. Gronk, the tight end, 
currently a free agent, saying he'll return to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers if former New England Patriots teammate Julian Edelman returns from retirement to sign there. As for Edelman, not so interested maybe in going to Tampa Bay, maybe going backward toward the Patriots. If I could click my feet three times and go back, that's where I want to be. That's it for your 102-second sports. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Uh, it is 806 and the Eagles. Uh, it's kind of like a one out of left field there. No, I don't really play that one. A little bit of a deep cut there, man. A little bit of a deep cut. We were, we were supposed to have a political consultant, Tony Signoli, on this morning, but apparently uh, it's not working out too well with his with his thing. So. All right. Well, all right. We'll, we'll punt. Uh, we got uh, some wet weather to deal with this morning, and maybe you do as well on your way to work or uh, driving around Western Mass. Uh, Going to be some lingering showers and some wetness to deal with through at least the rest of the morning and maybe beyond, and highs of about 60. And then we've got highs of about 70 for tomorrow with sunshine. We got a phone call uh, coming in right now. Maybe oh, that, yeah, and this is it. Yeah. Hey, uh, is this uh, Tony Signoli on the phone? It is. Good morning, guys. Good morning, uh, Tony Signoli, political consultant for Western Massachusetts. Uh, he's on the phone with us right now. Uh, how you How you been? I haven't talked to you in a while. Very, very good, Steve. Very good, Dave. Excellent. I was listening to you guys a little earlier today, and with all this other political debate going on, the debate now in my house, because of your show, is are our beds facing in the right direction? <laughs> oh, well. so and, are, and are they facing in the right direction? Yes, at least one of them is. All right, so so you've got a healthy resting heart rate, low cholesterol, low blood pressure, Tony. Congrats. <laughs> Thank you. You're better than my doctor. Thank you, man. <laughs> yeah, who, need, who needs real medicine when you got us? Um, so listen, the, the, this Roe, yeah. v, the Roe v. versus Wade thing kind of caught everybody yeah. by surprise, right? What was your initial yeah. reaction yesterday when you heard about the leak? Yeah, absolutely. The leak was a shock to me because that's unprecedented with the court. It just does not happen. Certainly right away what I thought is, okay, somebody saw this, saw Justice Delito's decision, picked it up, got it out there, and certainly by getting it out there now, it starts the political battle on this. Uh, that was a shock. But there were an awful lot of us in my profession, Democrat or Republican, who would have been certainly, you know, we, we knew some decision was going to come. We thought it was going to be in June. And a lot of campaigns for Congress, for the United States Senate that we're all involved in, were predicated on that. One way or the other, that a decision would be out there in June, and we would adjust our campaigns to it one way or the other. Now it all began yesterday. It's a whole new game, uh, literally a game changer, whether Democrat or Republican, especially in Senate seats right now, like in Ohio. Uh, given J.D. Vance, a Trump-backed uh, Republican, uh, up against uh, Tim Ryan, uh, the Democrat. That's going to be a war there. Without a doubt. And this issue already is the one that's exploded overnight. And the election, the primary was just yesterday in Ohio. And overnight, this is all anybody's talking about. Talking to Tony Signoli, a political consultant on Rock 102. And what does this mean for the future of health care and for the future of Unwed mothers who might need abortions. Yeah. What's it going to yeah. mean for the state of Massachusetts and beyond? Well, that's a, a, a grouping of great questions, and they go right through them. Right off the bat, the, the opinion itself, and I've actually had a chance to read it, but I'm no lawyer and I'm no constitutional scholar. But what I am hearing, and again from both sides, is there's, there's more implications for women here uh, than just abortion itself. There are other aspects of uh, prenatal and natal care that different states can interpret in different ways 
based on this decision if this is, in fact, the decision that's going to stand before the entire court. So that's a phenomenal question you just asked that a lot of people aren't even thinking about. Are there other implications? Does this open the door for other court cases, other court decisions on things that affect women's health overall? And even there are aspects of this that look like they could open the door for the court to take a new look at other issues like uh, same-sex marriage, etc. It, it opens quite, quite a box on this particular Pandora's box, perhaps, one way or the other. Massachusetts, probably not a lot changes here. The attorney general who's running for governor, Maura Healy, made it pretty clear yesterday that things won't change in Massachusetts, even if we do at the Supreme Court level. But your question is a phenomenal one because every single state will view this differently. You've got states right now, like Texas, that have already taken uh, a state's right position on this and have made certain changes and moves, as Oklahoma has done, relative to abortion. This allows them to go even further right now. It's also interesting to me that sometimes topics like this are drawn along political lines. Black or white, you know, it's like it's either conservative or it's liberal, liberal. And obviously many liberals are against this move that would yeah. repeal Roe versus Wade. And many conservatives might be on the positive side here. But is it as simple as that? And is there like common sense in between the two parties that, you know what I'm saying? That where yeah. somebody who's conservative wow. might have a different opinion. Somebody who's liberal might have yeah. a different opinion. Yeah. Again, the great question, especially of this age right now, this is an issue that you would hope could be judged and based on constitutional law, on law, on science, etc. Mm-hmm. But you're right. It's fired up and crazy when the extreme left or the extreme right gets involved. This is a political issue now. It leaves, if this is what the court ultimately decides, because again, we're dealing with a leaked memorandum, one of the most extensive drafts ever produced out of the court by Justice Toledo, uh, you're, it's, it's, it's not a black and white issue, abortion. There's a million different reasons as to why a doctor or a woman might decide to save a child, not uh, to have an abortion or not. You know, there's, there's a lot of different ways. It's not black and white. It's not, you know, uh, that simple of a decision, certainly. There, in this instance, this now becomes so political. And as we've heard from so many yesterday, Democrat or Republican, and even constitutional scholars, so long will be an issue for the court, it now goes to politics of the state. And as a political consultant, I'm the first person to say, someone like me should not be involved in a campaign making these kinds of decisions by who we're supporting for a, a Senate seat, a gubernatorial seat. That's not right. This is a bigger issue than that. If we leave this to the 30-second soundbite, if we leave this to, you know, what we're able to pump out with blue smoke and mirrors and political consulting and political campaigns, that's scary. Uh, that is very concerning to a few of us who look at the question that you just asked and the seriousness that it should be looked at. Talking to political consultant Tony Signoli on Rock 102 about the overturning of Roe versus Wade and specifically also about the leak that occurred at the Supreme Court level. How on earth... Does an organization like the Supreme Court allow a leak like that to happen? Mm, that is the big piece. And that's why Justice Roberts, the Chief Justice, has turned this over to the Supreme Court Marshal uh, and basically said, exhaust no, exhaust every option to find out how this happened. Is this perhaps somebody that picked up a printed copy off of Alito's desk? Mm-hmm. Did they 
someone able to get into his computer? How did this happen, for God's sakes? It's almost impossible. I've never really been deep inside the building, but in the few times I've been out in the, the first the, the, the foyer area and a few of the halls, it's amazing. There are cameras everywhere except the bathroom. I, you know, I, I I read an article last night about how this is yeah, almost comparable yeah. to the Pentagon Papers. Oh my gosh, that is amazing! I had not seen that, but I've kind of been thinking that it has that kind of magnitude. Yeah, because look at what's done in America overnight. It's got both sides mobilized out in the streets, and and if I could say this too, yesterday before seven a.m. with us all just beginning, my office had already tracked almost. 200 different uh, email, emergency emails that have been sent out nationwide, raising money for one side or the other, for candidates on one side or the other. That's how fast this mobilized because what, of the Internet. Would that would that have happened whether the decision was done uh, on its own in June like they normally would do? Or, I mean, this is just, hey, this was going to happen anyway, so let's just uh, tell everybody what's going to happen. Interesting. Just the thing. Your first great question led me to say the answer that I did. And many of us thought something was coming in June, but we weren't sure what. And there were an awful lot of consultants on both sides who just completely assumed that because of what some of the newer justices had said in their confirmation hearings about Roe versus Wade, and also because of the past, the precedent, you know, the original decision on Roe versus Wade was a Republican Supreme Court, Republican nominated, appointed court appointed by Republican presidents, Justice Blackman, in fact, who wrote the decision on Roe versus Wade. So there was a thought that this would be predicated on, on that, you know, uh, not black or white kind of legal opinion. But we, it, so yeah, this was a heck of a surprise, and it sets in motion so much more quickly, so much more uh, voraciously right now, this battle over abortion. This, we've not seen this since before 1973, this kind of a, uh, like, oh my gosh, this is incredible, what are we going to do, this, uh, you know, the sky is burning on both sides and whatnot. Certainly on the pro-life, more conservative side, the Republican side, this is being utilized to raise money to protect candidates who will be pro-life, again, because this may go to states. This may become a decision of the United States Senate. Uh, We all heard Elizabeth Warren yesterday uh, like her or not like her, Republican or Democrat, she kind of got the argument on target. And that was that, gosh, come June, to your question, Dave, come June, this is something that the decision ultimately can be made in November on whether the United States Senate is still Democratic or whether it becomes Republican, whether the House is Republican or Democrat. This changes the 2022 uh, scenario. And, and I try never to be partisan, but I, I will say this. Before this decision, my own prognostication was that the House was probably going to go Republican, not be maintained or uh, by the Democrats any longer. Mm-hmm. And I think we change some of that right now based on what we're seeing. All of a sudden, these battles are bigger and hotter. And the big issues that have been on people's minds, real folks in the middle's minds, inflation, the cost of gas, right. bomb, the milk, that all of a sudden, those issues are still there and not good for the Democrats. But now this issue may become one that moves people's hearts and gets people even more fired up about November than they might have been on those other issues. Well, they're writing off this overturning of Roe versus Wade to the new makeup, shall we say, of the Supreme Court, mm-hmm. which happened during the last administration where he had three more conservative justices added to the court. How likely Still. is it that this gets batted back and forth like a political football if 
the makeup of the court changes again under the new president. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's the piece. Uh, how many justices are in a retirement mode for down the road? Most right. will try to hang. You've seen this. They try to stay right until it's time to, to actually exit the planet, not exit the court. It's unusual to see someone doing what Justice Breyer is doing and saying, I'm done, I'm leaving, etc." Most go the way of uh, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg or, or, or others who have passed. Uh, this will continue to be a battle. I'm sure that there are going to be states' attorney generals from states that are more pro-choice who will bring more uh, issues to the court to try to fight on this particular uh, battle on Roe Wade. And there will be others that will bring forth other uh, issues that are important to them. In Texas, in Oklahoma, in the more conservative states, they now look at this decision. If this is the decision, the final decision, and not just you know, a leaked draft, uh, where they think this opens the door for them on other issues that may be important for them and on their, and their more conservative agenda. This is not going to go away. This is going to become quite uh, the topic at a time when certainly there's an awful lot of other massive issues confronting the United States of America on a national and international plane. You always hope that something like this, as important and as big as it is, doesn't take everybody's eye or they're off the, up the bigger game. Political consultant uh, Tony Signoli, uh, thanks so much for the time this morning. We always appreciate your insight on these uh, legal matters. Thank you. Those are great questions. You guys got me fired up. I don't need any more. <laughs> <this morning. laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> make sure you're facing the right way in bed tonight when you go to sleep. Amen. All right. It's, thanks, it's, Tony. It's 819 with Tony Signoli on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 828 and uh, Super Tramp with the song about one night stands. Okay, I'll buy that. Did you know that? I didn't know that. So, uh, you know how I figured that out? How? I was getting really, really stoned one time. <laughs> smoking a big fat joint, mm-hmm. one of these uh, like special reserve ones from one of these dispensaries. Okay. And uh, I'm, I listen to music. I'm, I'm by myself. I'm sitting in my house, and I'm just uh, in the couch, if you will. Mm-hmm. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, that song came on on the playlist, and uh, I never knew what that song was about, but- being in my elevated state of mind, I'm yeah. like, oh, it's about one night stands. I get it now. He's saying goodbye. He doesn't have a place to stay. Goodbye, He's just stranger. Moving on from town to town. Okay, just good. and kind of like just life on the road. Being a musician. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, yeah. I hadn't thought about that, but you know what? We had that revelation earlier this week about the summer of '69. Not Wait. really about a year. But about something else. Yeah. Brian Adams. Yeah, that's apparently what I'm said. talking uh-huh. about. All right. Well, whole new way to listen to Super Tramp. That's now. right. Hey, it's uh, it's uh, 829. We got uh, news coming up next at Rock 102. 831 at Rock 102. It is uh, it is time for news, which is uh, brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. And here's Dave Coombs. Thanks to Tony Signoli, the political consultant from here in Western Mass, for joining us on the phone and sorting out some of the issues swirling around the leaked Supreme Court opinion yesterday to overturn Roe versus Wade. If you want to revisit some of Tony's conversation and some of his opinions on that, we'll have the podcast up and running, right, Steve? Absolutely. Right on, after uh, 9.30. On the website. And also, I'm sure that segment will be part of our Best Of show on Saturday morning. And in case you're just waking up and wondering what we're talking about, the Supreme Court apparently leaking information about its decision to reverse Roe versus Wade, the decades-old decision guaranteeing women the right to abortions nationwide. And because of that, 
reproductive rights activists mobilizing all over the country and here in Western Mass, of course, at Northampton City Hall, also in Worcester and in Boston and beyond. Activists carrying homemade signs with protest slogans such as keep your bands off our bodies, abortion is a human right, and vaginas are more regulated than guns. Well, they are. Yeah, good points. Hard to argue some of that. Top Massachusetts elected leaders and advocates seeking to protect abortion rights throughout the country had their own press conference outside the State House in Boston following the big revelation last night about the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Some of these female officials at this press conference included Boston Mayor Michelle Wu, Senate President Karen Spilka, and U.S. Assistant Speaker Catherine Clark. They all condemned the leaked draft that was penned by Justice Samuel Alito on the Supreme Court, arguing abortion issues must be returned to, quote, the people's elected representatives. Also, the Satanic Temple, hoping to raise one of its flags in front of Boston City Hall after the Supreme Court ruled Boston violated free speech rights when it refused to fly a Christian group's flag. Boston refused to let Camp Constitution, a New Hampshire-based Christian organization, hoist its flag in front of the third flagpole at City Hall Plaza as part of a ceremony back in 2017. And so the Satanic Temple now wants the same thing. They want their flag raised at Boston City Hall. You know, the idea that they didn't let a religious organization put up a flag says, uh, I think that speaks volumes for keeping the separation of church and state, if you will. Mm -hmm. Like, you shouldn't be advocating for any one religion or any one group when you're supposed to be representing everybody in your your area. Right. And is a flag all that important? To be displayed under those circumstances? No, I mean, I I guess I can see maybe you feel like you need to, you you know, you're violating free speech by not allowing that flag, but it's a religious thing. And and so is a satanic thing, whether it's religious or got uh, some sort of political statement to it. uh, That's it's still something that's not part of the state. It's not something that the state represents is what I mean. Right. Keep your satanic flag to yourself. Now, got a couple different downtown Springfield hotel stories to get to. Yesterday, a trash truck struck the overhead walkway connecting the Springfield Sheraton to Interstate 91 South Garage in Springfield. It happened yesterday morning. Some metal was stripped away on the underside of the bridge, left a pile of debris on the road below. The downtown walkway crosses over East Columbus Avenue, roughly a block from City Hall. It was struck by a truck belonging to Windsor Sanitation, according to the Springfield Police Department. Despite the metal hanging down from the bridge above the street below, the walkway remained structurally sound, according to police commentary to MassLive.com. No injuries were reported in the collision, and MassLive has pictures of the damage done by the Windsor Sanitation truck to that particular overpass. There you go. Yeah. As if we needed more damage downtown to our infrastructure and roadways well i mean it's uh, everything that can be repaired right yeah well and they're hard hard at work doing that right now hotel story number two downtown the marriott m going back on the tower square hotel restoring a lost brand identity and thank god the long national springfield nightmare is over the m will go back up yeah and it's going up in advance of a planned september reopening of the hotel that changed at one point from a marriott to just plain 
Tower Square Hotel. <clears throat> the reopening is contingent on supply chain issues, and it follows two years of renovations that cost about $40 million. The Marriott already has a reservation system allowing customers to book rooms at the hotel that's set to reopen in September. You can book rooms for 2023. The hotel lost its Marriott brand name back in 2017 as former building owner Mass Mutual planned to sell. For a time, it operated with a generic Tower Square hotel brand name. Now, back to the Marriott M. The hotel is hiring more than 100 staffers for the opening, and it'll have about 140 or 150 workers when it's fully up and running. Pretty cool. Bringing jobs back to Springfield. See? With the big M. All you got to do is put an M on the building. And people will be flocking back there to work. See, that's all it takes, right? Yeah. Uh, we did talk to Tony Signoli about the overturning of Roe versus Wade. And I, actually, can we just go back for something? Yeah, real yeah, quick? sure. Well, you're talking about that uh, that parking garage yeah. downtown with the, the the Marriott, right? I tried to. I I did a wedding there. Uh, I don't know, probably about four or five years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, I I you know unloaded everything and got it upstairs to where it was supposed to be, and then. I tried to drive my truck up the parking garage, but all of a sudden these big red lights saying, you're too high, you're too high. And I'm like, have I been smoking that much weed? I don't remember, but uh, it meant like your your truck was too high to go in there. Sure. So I'm like, it's one of the most inconvenient parking garages in the city when you have an oversized vehicle, which really isn't that oversized. It's just the way they build these garages where... The tr- the truck might fit in the, one of those levels, sure. But the pipes when they when they put the pipes in, right? You're better off just uh, you know doing it with your regular old SUV. All right. Well, good luck. Navi- I don't even know why I brought that up. I just felt like I needed to. <laughs> good luck navigating that area. Mm-hmm. So as I was saying, we talked to Tony Signoli, the political consultant, about the overturning of Roe versus Wade, and he mentioned the study that we had mentioned about the way your bed is facing and how it could affect your health. I'll just go over that one more time. According to a study from Iowa, if your head is facing east or south when you lie down to go to sleep, you're in good shape. You have a healthy resting heart rate, lower cholesterol, and low blood pressure. Again, if your bed with your pillows and makes your head face east or south, you're okay. Well, uh, let me tell you something, Dave. It doesn't matter what direction you're facing on the sleep number bed. Uh, <laughs> you get to pick the firmness of the bed. That's the sleep number setting. I didn't know if you knew that or not. And you get a good night's sleep no matter what. I get a great what. night's sleep no matter night after night, night after night, no matter what. And uh, it doesn't matter what direction I'm facing. Well, good luck. If your bed is not facing east or south, you may have some health issues, according to this new study from Iowa. They also found out that if your front door faces south, you're more likely to have mental health issues and money problems. And if your desk faces east, you'll work faster and have an easier time concentrating. What if you can't put those things in those directions? You know what I mean? Like, what if your room is set up in a way where southeast you, you can't put a desk facing east, north by northwest? Yeah, something like that. I, I, that's what I mean. I, I don't know uh, how you're supposed to do that. Figure it out. You know, I have somebody gave me a little ceramic elephant. I have it on my desk upstairs. Yeah. And apparently, you're supposed to point the trunk of an elephant like that, of a toy elephant or a ceramic elephant. You're supposed to point it toward the front door of your office or your home, because it brings you good luck. Really? Yeah. I've heard if you buy a pineapple and you turn it upside down, that means you're a swinger. <laughs> really? That's <laughs> what I've heard. I'll have to remember that. But I've seen uh, I've seen lots of uh, I've seen lots of uh, 
pineapples, but I don't necessarily know that that's the one. You ever you ever hear something like that? Like the secret code for this is this product. But are you willing to take the risk by finding out if they just did it haphazardly, right? Not knowing that they put a pineapple on their door versus, uh, you know, because people use pineapples as decorations. Right. You see them all the time in like Targets and and, and yeah. Marshalls and things like that. Right. So. If the idea is, hey, the pineapple on the door means we're into it, mm-hmm. what about all the other people that aren't into it and you know, all of a sudden you're getting the cops called on you because there's no swinger party going on here. It's just Todd who's <laughs> trying to mow the lawn. Right. There, I, there are all sorts of other like wives' tales about that mm-hmm. kind of thing where like certain types of clothing that you wear or certain colors that you might wear on your clothing or pins that you might wear on your clothing aren't yeah. there things like that too that, there are there are and I, I i mean i can't i'm probably breaking all sorts of rules i'm probably sending out all sorts of weird messages and i got no idea well you're a weird individual i am so, I, mean, I am I just you know admittedly you gotta send those messages out somehow don't you i guess hey a family in brandon south dakota went viral after their seven-year-old daughter drank an entire cup of communion wine Little seven-year-old Brinley, uh, Brinley Heidebrink was at the Risen Savior Catholic Church in Brandon, and the video captured her getting her communion and drinking the entire contents of a chalice of consecrated wine. Good for her. Yeah, I guess she did. By the way, <laughs> was- for for <laughs> just to check in on the health of this girl, she said she hated the taste. Uh, so it's not like she developed a taste for alcohol at some early age. Uh, did, did like the 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 cup say something like "Dirty Thirty, celebrating Dirty Thirty? <laughs> it sounded it sounds like a girl who would celebrate birthday week. You know what I mean? Maybe she's going to grow up to be that kind ah, of girl. Swing it right down. <laughs> I, is that stuff? Uh, I don't even know about the wine portion. Is that like? Is it powerful? Is that what you're going to say? Like, what's the blood yeah. alcohol? What's the um, alcohol yeah. is content? It, is it like twelve percent, like normal wine would be, or is it more like a like a cognac or not cognac? What do they call those? Uh, what's the fine with port wines? Yeah, you know, like a port wine. Yeah, or is it you, 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 like a more like a Manischewitz, kind of just a sweet wine? What do they put in there? And why don't they just use? Well, it's definitely not. I mean, I've, I remember tasting it years ago, and, and remembering it's it's not sweet. It tastes like crappy red wine. Is yeah. what it tastes like. Right. Well, you wouldn't buy expensive red wine to use at communion if you're a Catholic church. I don't think. Well, I'm just saying. Uh, you know, if you want to get people in there, why don't you start replacing uh, the wine with uh, gin? Okay. Or uh, maybe bourbon or something uh, more palatable. Well, yeah, you might get a bigger audience for sure. Or maybe you should go the other way and just have safe. Listen, wine products like grape juice. We've all been drinking this 2,000-year-old wine for 2,000 years. Right. So, you know. If it's just symbolic anyway, yeah. what does it matter what you put in there? You could put water with red well, food I mean, coloring in there. It symbolizes it when, when they bless things, then right. it becomes then it becomes sacred. Mm-hmm. Then, then now you've put some sort of sacred meaning to it once you've blessed it sure. as far as the Catholic Church is concerned. But uh, before they bless it, hey- that's just like Boone's Farm, right. you know what I mean? Sure. Like, uh, yeah, it's just like box wine. Jesus convinced a bunch of people that his blood was wine. And like, wow, you taste like Mad Dog Twenty Twenty, dude. <laughs> well, we'll pay attention yeah. to the development of young Brinley Heidebrink in Brandon, South Dakota, and see what she grows up to be. It's eight forty-three. Bax, Steve, and Dave still minus the Bax part, due to return to us tomorrow on Rock One Hundred and Two. Foo Fighters on Rock One Hundred and Two. Springfield's classic rock. Back, Steve and Dave, minus the back's part. 
again today. Hello. I think he's faking it. Yeah. I think Bex is just faking it. All right. Uh, I haven't really, I don't really get to watch a lot of TV. Uh, you know, over the weekend, well, I had time to wallow in my sorrows over the weekend. Uh, so I watched a lot of documentaries, and I think I was telling you last week mm-hmm. uh, that I was watching that Steven Stainer documentary. Yeah, yeah, and I, I had not heard of that guy. You were telling me about that. I finally finished that, mm-hmm. which I'm surprised that you didn't hear about that because it's – and there's a lot of people that didn't hear about it, and I'm surprised that a lot of people didn't hear about that or don't remember that incident mm-hmm. because it was such a big like TV movie event that they made. It was the story of Steven Stainer, who I don't remember where it was, but I think it was out in the West Coast somewhere – he got kidnapped when he was seven years old by a man who uh, sexually abused him mm-hmm. and raised him as a son uh, because he told his the kid that, you know, your dad's mad at you, you got to come with me, you know, right. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, pr- pr- continued to raise this kid until he was about 15. And when this kid was old enough to start realizing, wow, this guy's a piece of crap, mm-hmm. he, the, the guy, this Roy Parnell, I believe his name was, he brings another kid home. Like a like a six or seven year old, mm-hmm. and that's when Steven Stainer says, "I'm not letting that happen to that kid. What happened to me?" Mm-hmm. So he goes and he turns him he turns him turns the kid into the police department, and then ipso facto that sets off the alarms of arresting this guy. Now, originally, the guy was arrested under the pretense that he was just a guy who wanted a son. Mm-hmm. He didn't want you know he wasn't. Uh, he wasn't doing anything wrong. He just—he was just a man with a mental illness that decided he wanted to have a son. And that narrative went on for a while until uh, they started finding things in this man's home, pictures and mm-hmm. uh, of, of people being abused, ch- children being abused. And then and that set off this whole thing. The documentary is more about how NBC really dramatized things that didn't need to be dramatized and didn't focus on the things that should have been focused on. So it's a really interesting story, and they have all the players because I remember this movie. It was called I Know My First Name is Steven was the name of the movie, and the only reason I remember that was because my name is Steven. Everybody was like, hey, your movie's coming on tonight. (laughs) I do remember that. Yeah, I do remember that. And uh, it was was a really great documentary, and and I didn't realize this kid, his older brother, eventually became a serial killer. Wow. And it was all because he wanted, it was like a psychological thing where he wanted the attention that his little brother got when he was returned. Right. So. Well, they say these, they say serial killers do have a lot in common with horrible upbringings that they have suffered through. Because I know that the that was the case with the most recent interviews about Ted Bundy as well. So again, the name of that uh, documentary, Steve, is what? Uh... That you watched? The doc- I don't, it's it just Google Steven Stainer documentary because I, okay. it's, it's called something else because they're in they're doing like an in depth right uh, thing. It's a three part series, but it's all about him. The three part series, yes, okay. it's all about him. And what's it on? Do you know what uh, app it's on or I what channel? I believe it's on Netflix. Yeah. Netflix. All right, so I'm watching on a few different things. I got AMC, I got Netflix, I got HBO Max. I'm watching something called Happy Valley right now. Have you seen yeah. that? Northern England troubled kind of town in northern england with a lot of drug issues and a lot of really weird people great stories there you just got to kind of pay attention because some of the accents are tough to pick up happy valley i'm watching barry have you ever seen barry no i've never seen that before with uh, bill Hader as a um as a hitman with a conscience and he's 
gets involved in somehow in a bizarre turn of events, he gets involved in acting classes. Oh. And so he's got this huge struggle in his life. Does he continue being a hitman? Or does he try and have a normal life with these acting classes oh, yeah. and some of the people that he likes there? It's very interesting. The flight attendant with Kaylee Cuoco. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Fantastic. That was, you know what? It gave me too much anxiety. Really? Yeah. Going like, why don't you just go and turn yourself in? Because nothing will happen to you if you just take care of this now. But she just keeps making it worse. You're right. She's got this frenzied attitude the whole time. And the plot yeah. line follows along. You're right about that, actually. And then Ozark has returned. And I've been watching that all the way through. So I have, I've got to, I've got to get back into Ozark. Because I know you haven't seen it yet at all, right? No. No, I haven't seen Ozark. I've been hearing a lot of good things about that. Recommended highly. Is that Jason Bateman? Yes. All right. That's mm -hmm. I like him a lot, yeah. so I think I'd probably like that show. He's great. Laura Linney as well, yeah. and a uh, cast of, uh, of other good character actors. It's 8.56. Back Steve and Dave on Rock 102.